0: Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Hey,
1: Siri, rate this song two stars.
2: Okay, I rated it two stars.
1: So uh, I'm getting ready for South By. I'm driving into work every day. Listening to as many songs as I can, hands-free, rating songs. We got like
3: 1,300 or so. What a glorious age. <laughs> yeah, I do the same. I listen to the songs in my car. If I like a song, I say, hey, Siri, move this to the ASC Future Shows playlist for, so we can put it on the show later. I wonder oh, and how many people's,
1: people's songs we just moved into
3: with some playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of South By, we can always tie everything back to South By, right? Somehow, speaking of South By... There was a band I saw three times uh, in one South by, and this was back in 2012 or 13, I think it was. And the band was Exit Music. Oh yeah, and it was, they just they had had this incredible debut record called Passage, and it was on my, a lot of people's year-end list. I was with you at one yeah, of those shows. Yeah, in fact, what is so funny? I I read about the band. I played him on the show. Uh, I went and I saw them three times in just a matter of days. And it never occurred to me that the lead singer was Alexa Palladino, who was an actress on one of my favorite shows I was watching at the time, which was Boardwalk Empire. It was Alexa Palladino and and Devin Church. They were married, husband and wife, and the music they made, it was just the kind of stuff that you heard and you you were already waiting for the next record by the time you got done listening to the first one. But years passed and nothing from them at all. And I started to think, well, I guess that was it. They just had the one record and she's gone back to acting and... And in a way, her acting did sort of lead to the end of the band, and, and what happened is, uh, a few years ago, she took a break from music to go work on a film, and uh, her husband, Devin, says, and I'm quoting him him here, he says, "'When Alexa returned from shooting, I could tell immediately something major had shifted.'" She described an experience of standing up in a boat on a lake and seeing her reflection in the water and having the realization that we had only been living on the surface of life, that there were fathomless depths to be explored if we were able to set each other free. And she knew that she had to leave them, that this had to be the end of her relationship. She comes back, they decide to get a divorce, but not before they finish this new record. One last record from Exit Music. Wow. Uh, Now, almost six years later, the album is called The Recognitions, and the first song we're hearing from the album is called I'll Never Know, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back. Worth the wait. Worth the wait for this new one from Exit Music. The album is called The Recognitions. Alexa Paladino, uh, the singer, she says, Recognitions, I'm, I'm quoting her here, she says, Recognitions has always meant the realization of painful truths for me. I thought realizing the record was the only way to let it all go. The final act, the last thing we made together, her and her husband. This album captures that change, the lapse of time in leaving one life to the next, which is what Exit Music has always represented. Appropriate name. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, a- exit Music, uh, the new record, The Recognitions, is out April 20th. Made me think of a couple that makes music
1: together who I just saw uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, why don't I play Courtney Barnett? Oh, yeah. Her and... Uh, this is
3: not another thing with Kurt Vile.
1: No, Courtney Barnett just recently played in a concert backing her partner, Jen Cloer, on tour. Um, Courtney's got a new record coming out. She did one with a musical partner, as you mentioned, Kurt yeah. Vile. That one came out, what, this fall, in October? Yeah. And now that Courtney Barnett has a new record coming out. It's called Tell Me How You Really Feel. is, Or Tell Me How You Really Feel. Or Tell Me How You Really Feel. Tell me. How do you really feel? <laughs> and uh, it comes out on May 18th. Uh, the first song is out. It's called Nameless, Faceless, Great Lyrics. Listen.
3: <laughs> I, I hadn't heard this yet. I knew it, that she had a new record coming, but I hadn't heard anything from it yet, and that is very promising. Indeed. Uh, there's a bunch of funny words that we both
1: had big smiles for.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, I could eat a bowl of alphabet soup and <laughs> what if spit out better words than you? Yeah, yeah uh, talking to, to
1: creepy people and Internet trolls and all that stuff. And then she plays off a Margaret Atwood quote, Uh, Margaret Atwood, the the poet and the novelist, where she says, I want to walk through the park in the dark. Men are scared that women will laugh at them. I want to walk through the park in the dark. Women are scared that men will kill them. I hold my keys between my fingers. Kim Deal is on the backing vocals Oh, no way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In fact, both Deal sisters are on another cut. But But this just gets better and better. More as uh, as it unfolds. May uh, 18th is when uh, Tell Me How You Really Feel comes out.
3: And it comes out on mom and pop or milk records, depending on what country, you live in. You know that when that song started off, I thought this is just a little breezier than I was expecting from her. And then the, you know, the electric guitars kind of kicked in, and yeah. it started sounding a little more familiar what I expect from Courtney Barnett. Importantly, biting, I'd say. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Ockerville River is back with a new record that uh, has a, the first single they released from it. Feels a little unexpected to me as well. It's, um, you know, I wouldn't say this band has always made really. Particularly dark music, but it's always just sort of left to center, right? It's always just a little off. And this new cut that they have, it's almost springy and bright. Um, It just sort of shuffles along with these harmonies, like something The Beatles or ELO would do. It's from a new record that they have coming out called In the Rainbow Rain. Here's the new track, Don't Move Back to L.A. So uh. not quite what you think of when you think of Ockerville River. No, not at all. It's got a, a kind of a Beatle-y sound, yeah, as I think you mentioned. Super it. bright, yeah. You know, it's particularly interesting when you think the last record that Ockerville River put out in 2016, it was an incredibly somber record, all about death and rebirth. And Will Sheff, the lead singer and songwriter for Ockerville River, says that the song was pretty straightforward, that a bunch of his friends moved out to L.A., and he didn't want them to go. Um, He says, I'm quoting him here He says, I think the song is also kind of about My own deep and long-held desire To get the hell out of New York City Which for years I felt was suffocating me But which I couldn't manage to leave I'd like to think that the song is also about How when people fly out of their original towns For big media cities They forfeit the chance to stay in their smaller towns And make them better And then you end up with a world Where there are big slick cities And bitter, brain-dead small towns And not a lot in between Huh. Yeah. You know, I, I I think that all the time about where I grew up, not that it's a bunch of brain-dead people, but just the <laughs> the drain of, like, everyone grows up and leaves. All my friends I made here in D.C., the D.C. area, have been here their whole lives, because why would they leave? And uh, where I grew up, most people, move. you know, there just aren't a lot of opportunities, so.
1: A lot of people in D.C. in mean, the music scene that I got involved in, the late 70s and so forth, was happening since so a four-hour ride so many friends moved to New York from New York. DC and it actually opened up opportunities in DC to do stuff and and I I, it, I. Benefited me. I was certainly happy about it. <laughs> so I've done
3: someone a real service by leaving. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> leaving the state. <laughs> you, you did. Yeah. I hope. So. I, well, I hope so. Anyway, Ockerville River. The record is um, in the Rainbow Rain, and it is out April twenty seventh. So we mentioned uh, Jonathan Weiberg earlier, a former Ockerville
1: River. Oh yeah. <laughs> there, well. Benjamin Lazard Davis is in that band now in, in Ockerville and he's uh, Cuddle Magic is one of his many projects.
3: I thought you were describing what it's like. You know, like working with him or something. Oh. It's just cuddle magic. <laughs> cuddle magic.
1: It's a great name for a band.
3: Yeah, I'm going
1: to play a song uh, from Half Wafe. You know the music of Nandy Rose Plunkett. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, no, yeah, I'm a fan. You, you probably uh, remember her, maybe from Pine Grove. She used to be in Pine Grove. Left in uh, back in the summer. New album comes out. It's called Lavender. Out at the end of April. And the first song on this record, I'm going to play. It explores uh, kind of the ways we're in relationships and the way we act as couples. Uh, the way we keep our own autonomy, the way we age, the way we transform in relationships. So I'm going to play this song from Halfway. It's called keep It Out.
4: Keep it out.
3: You guys look cute together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're having to share Mike. I'm practically sitting on Lars' lap yeah. for this.
5: Hi, Lars. It's so romantic. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh. I, I hope snuggle
3: in a little more here. This is a technical thing. I, I hope that uh, people have really great sound systems to hear that song that we just played because we were hearing it on some pretty great speakers in here, and it was incredible, the little percussive sounds going back and forth in the speakers. Is that
5: the uh, Half-Wave record? Yeah. 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 yeah, I saw her open up for uh, Julian Baker, and she really stepped up her game. Yeah. not only songwriting but sonically with the songs that she was playing I haven't had a chance to listen to these new songs oh
1: they're so good they've done so well uh and we've been talking a lot about um stereo and mono these days I just got a HomePod recently which is the um, Apple speaker in some ways it's um it is a mono speaker so we've been going back to mono in many ways and uh Then we come in here, and as good as one thing can be, and nice and convenient and all that stuff, it's no comparison to hearing
3: great speakers. We have X in here, which I madly love those speakers. I have to say, my dad tells a great story of when he heard stereo audio for the first time. He was walking down the street, and there was a department store that had it set up outside the stereo speakers <laughs> and as he passed it he froze in his tracks and he went in and he bought it on the spot. He, <laughs> it's the wow, most amazing great, thing he'd ever heard yeah, in his is life amazing. Yeah. that's a great
5: impulse buy right yeah, there yeah. Really. He, he did
1: that a lot in life that is
5: awesome I, I bought my current pair of speakers uh, off uh, from a thrift store off the side of the street <laughs> off the side of
1: the street <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other day with this whole mono stereo thing about putting on a Walkman for the first time I, I was driving um, home from New York and somebody put headphones on while I was driving. It was Philip Glass. This is 1977, and it was so astonishing. All of a sudden, the whole world became, everything was cinematic. We take that so for granted. Everybody walks around with headphones.
3: Yeah, the first Walkman that I remember seeing had a built-in microphone on that. Uh because they were so concerned that people weren't going to be able to hear what was going on around them that they put a microphone in it (laughs) to pick up up what people were saying around you. But you had to push a button to activate it, but you'd push that, and then you could hear what someone was saying to you, and you'd let it up, and then you... But they were right, because you see
1: people walking into things all the time. (laughs) Anymore. Were we talking about Halfwave? <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a beautiful video for Keep It Out, that song, uh, and a really beautiful write-up that Marissa Luruso here at NPR Music did. Uh, you can find that online. Uh, the album Lavender by Wave comes out April 27th. And uh, let's take a break.
0: You and Lars get a little bit closer
3: to the mic there. And, if I were uh, any closer, I'd be on the other side uh, of them. Oh.
0: <laughs> Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Squarespace. If you're ready to start your new business, get your unique domain and create a beautiful website with help from Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SONGS to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Think it. Dream it. Make it happen with Squarespace. Support also comes from the new Surface Pro from Microsoft. It's a laptop built for speed, with a battery life that lasts all day, so you can play up to 13.5 hours of video without needing to charge. It's light enough to go anywhere you want, with options for a removable keyboard and lots of new colors. Its touchscreen display responds to your fingertips with great resolution, too. And it also works with your iPhone. The new Surface Pro is the lightest, most powerful Surface Pro ever. Responds to your fingertips.
5: Mm. Welcome back, Lars. Uh, Thanks, Bob.
1: Uh, You have a group I got so excited about in Austin a couple of years ago. We were talking about Austin earlier before you walked in the door. Oh, yeah. Kiro, Kiro, bonito. Yeah,
5: from London, they put out a record a couple years ago called Bonito Generation, that was just the sugariest synth <laughs> pop record. That uh, and that that's like a, a weird sweet sweet spot for me. The the sweeter the better for me when it comes to pop music. And they have a new EP out out today uh, called um, Totep. And, uh,
1: Which I did not know a thing about, so I'm really excited
5: about this. Yeah, they, they released, a, they released a, a video for a new song last week, and I want to play uh, another song from that EP called You Know How It Is, and it's different but the same. You know how it is.
4: Oh, you know how it is when you can when
3: It sounds like they recorded it on the microphone built into the Walkman yeah. 30, 35 years Speaking ago. Of it
1: also reminded me of, of, of making a recording and then making an actual 45 out of it, playing it over and over and over and over again right. until it wears the groove out Yeah, and then recording that and putting it out yeah. digitally.
5: I mean, so if, if anybody's familiar with Kiro Kiro Benito, like their thing is mostly like 80s synth pop and a lot of like 90s house pop music and stuff like that. So this little EP is just kind of like EPs are a great format to just try something. And so for this one, it's a guitar and drums based little twee pop record for them and it kind of bounces all over the place so each song sounds a little bit different and this one is like the totally lo-fi beatlesy harmony backgrounded like just burst of noisy joy
3: i've only recently started thinking about eps as the playground for putting out music you know, it, it, it always felt very calculated to me, like, all right, now we have a full album and now we're going to do the EP just to get a few more miles while people are still hot about our full length record. But I've been seeing this lately more like the Bell and Sebastian trilogy mm, of yeah. EPs that they put out. They The reason they did that is because they thought we just want to play around with it and have some fun with it and see what we come up with. That's it's great. a great little
5: format. I it's love great. It.
3: You're going to play us one more?
5: So I have one that is uh, completely different Uh Clint Hydorn is a uh, L.A.-based composer and guitarist that I've been following for about, mm, I guess it's about seven years now. I've been thinking about Songs Ohio this past week. Uh, uh, Temporary Residence just recently reissued um, Travels in Constance, which was a uh, 17-minute track that uh, Jason Molina put out years ago.
1: And, you know, we did that uh, just recently The Kevin Morby and um, Katie Cutchfield uh Song, right? Song to Ohio,
5: and you know, I, 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 so I've been listening to Songs Ohio stuff, um, just anyway, and uh, I was thinking, I was like, what would, what would his music sound like if it was just no voice, just purely instrumental, th- thoroughly composed? What would that be like? Mm-hmm. Would an instrument pick up on his voice? and kind of translate that to something. And I realized Clint Heidorn uh, released this record last week, Out of the Blue. And, of course, I pounced on it because I really enjoyed his music. It's very boundaryless, less which is very much like a another side of the kind of music I tend to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And this record is much more thoroughly composed. There's uh, the violin and accordion and saxophone kind of take the lead from the guitar. Like, Clint really, like, steps back and just lets his guitar linger on these tracks. So it kind of sounds like what I th- think a Jason Molina instrumental composition might sound like. Oh, so I want to play a track uh, called North Hudson from the record Pasadena. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited that uh, Clint Heidorn uh, really is Pasadena just for everybody to enjoy.
3: Awesome.
1: Mr. Hilton, are you going to take us out here?
3: I'm going to take us out, Bob. You know, before I do that, we have this little box here that we carry our some of our electronics in for when we record the show. And I've been trying to puzzle out this mystery on the box this oh. entire episode. And I'm wondering if I say this, if anyone listening will be able to to, to crack the code, mm-hmm. it says on this box with a little uh, laundry marker. It says, Boredom, 5.2. See you, 2.1. Glitter, 22 to 23. And then it says, number one, I'm not even tripping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you either got up in the middle of the night and wrote this down mm-hmm. in a fever dream. Do you remember? Oh, you know, I, I, this, I... These are songs or something. There's something that ties all these together. But...
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was the day that... Um, Tyler, the Creator came, oh. and uh, and he started. He needed to write down some notes, and uh, my little white box, cardboard box where we keep our little electronics in, uh, he wrote uh, little notes
3: to himself.
5: Well, okay. now you're just gonna have to put that up on my tiny desk wall. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your box, Bob. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. losing yeah. this one. Mm.
3: Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, we're gonna go out on Anna Von Housewolf. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. She is. Where do I even start? She's from Sweden. She is an organist, an organ player, and a, a singer, a songwriter. Uh, but it's not. She's not. It's not like an organ player, like anything you've heard before, right? I mean, it is very much a a pipe organ type sound, but sh- she takes it in unbelievable directions.
1: We did a filming of her. We we got her in a New York church. probably about five, six years it was, ago. It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah.
3: yeah. and uh, it was sensational. <laughs> Well her her music is so It's often so dark, it's really pretty unnerving, sometimes listening to her her music. And she has a new record coming out uh, called Dead Magic. She's not really talking much about this. Not Cuddle Magic. Not Cuddle Magic, Dead Magic. And she's not really revealing much about this record. She's letting it be as mysterious as her music always is, and letting people kind of come to it on their own terms. But uh, there is a new epic song, it's over 12 minutes long, that I want uh, to share with everyone called The Truth. The Glow, The Fall. It's kind of a mind-bending track. You're a fan, Lars. Have you I'm a big got fan, and, the... Yeah,
5: a fan mostly because it uh, is inherently metal. Um, oh, the, I, yeah. I can
3: see that. Yeah. yeah.
5: She really leans into the brass of the pipe, so to speak. And yeah. <laughs> um, what's the expression? Uh, pulls out all the stops. Stop. Pulls yeah. out all the stops. <laughs> Literally pulls out How all many the more stops. of these can you come up with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah.
3: So anyway, we'll go out on Anna Housewolf Houseful, and uh, The Truth, The Glow, The Fall. I, I managed to stay healthy enough to record two shows this week. We'll see if I actually come back. Mm. next I, week I hope so because I'm taking off oh, right. yeah. Monday Tuesday and Wednesday you got an album
1: to do working on a new album uh, do it every year for those who are doing the RPM Challenge I'm with ya. Do you do uh, you ever do this
3: alone? I did it once have, and then do year? it again <laughs> uh, forget that this <laughs> is my 10th year 10th
1: album wow Yeah.
3: I did it 2007 8, 9, and 10 and then that was a. I I started having kids
1: our band is Danger Painters they're in band camp if anybody wants uh, to give a listen to how. Uh, what we do because i have the best fun besides doing this it is good fun yeah. all
3: right cheers thanks bob
1: all right be well thanks guys all right for npr music it's all songs considered